Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Living well with Shell here, and I just have the funniest thing to say before I get started. So I'm actually on a webinar right now that... I'm not really caught up with the homework <laughs> and they're talking about something that I haven't done yet. So I turned the volume off and thought, you know, I'll quickly do my podcast on the power of an apology only to finish it and go to replay it, to edit it. And there's Dr. Andreas talking in the background the whole time. Didn't matter that I turned the speakers off. I forgot to mute the webinar through my computer system. So my headset that's plugged into my USB board just recorded us both. Oh, the power of learning. Well, today's the power of an apology. And I've got a story, two stories to tell you. One is my husband's story to me, and one is my story to my mom. So my husband picked me off the other day. Yes, spouses do annoy each other. If they don't, I'm just wondering if you're the if you're just being symbiotically the same person, because if you are two individuals, there's gonna come a time when you don't agree. So I'm gonna make a noise. Sorry, my chair squeaks when I stand up. Um, I apologize for that. So a little bit ago, I, he did something that annoyed the heck out of me. And maybe it shouldn't have. That's really not the point of the podcast. <laughs> because sometimes when we are annoyed and feel that we're not being heard, you know what? Someone else might look at that and say, really? Are you kidding me? But everyone has their own threshold. Now, I received a very expensive, small, very expensive bottle of tequila for my birthday from one of my very best friends. And because our budgets are a little tighter than they used to be, alcohol is just not flowing in this household like it used to. As well, I don't keep it around because I don't drink it like I used to. So I keep my wine cellar and because I'm very patient and I need those things to age. But quite honestly, everything else, I, if I want something, I will go and buy it. But I don't necessarily always keep it in the house because it could sit there for ages. Or it'll just get drank and um, it won't be by me. <laughs> and that's what happened here. 1.30 in the morning, friends are by the fire. Now, I have friends that listen to this podcast and under no circumstances are they to take this the wrong way. Keith and I are very generous people and I have a girlfriend in the hood uh, that just loves tequila like I do, good tequila. And when I discovered I was a celiac years ago and had to give up single malt scotch, I got into high-end tequila. And it's my sipping, you know, kind of drink sometimes. And it's definitely when I go to Vegas, I kind of stick to tequila. So it's, it's my treat. In Canada, by the way, for those of you listening to me from, from the rest of the world, alcohol is very expensive here. It subsidizes through taxation a lot of our social programs and our medical system because we have universal medical in Canada. But... What costs maybe $30 in the States is almost $100 sometimes here, depending on the alcohol. It's not always that big of a jump, but lots of times it is, especially with things like imported things like tequila. Anyways, back to the tequila I was given to it. Well, at 1.30 in the morning, I've gone to bed. He serves this to everyone around the fire who's already half cut. Well, I didn't notice it for a few days, but when I did, I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Well, that's when I realized when I cleaned up the other day and saw the little sh disposable shooter cups, what he had done. So I sent him an email, not cool. That was my birthday present, really wasn't yours to just use at will. No response, no surprise. My husband doesn't really do well with confrontation. No biggie, but we got into the hot tub or I was in the hot tub the other day and oh, I got a fresh hot tub today. I was pretty excited. It all had to be drained and, and looked after after a couple months and the kids all going through it at a party the other uh, last weekend. And Keith often will just sit on the side with a glass of wine and we'll visit and I'll just, you know, get my hips loosened up and 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 soak soak uh, the pain out of the day of sitting at my desk all day so those are my habits you know following you know my e um 
sorry, I'm umming a lot today. I apologize. Following my podcast on habits the other day, these are the things that I've put into my life to keep me highly functioning. You know, I could be 25 pounds overweight sitting on a couch taking a huge amount of meds for my fibromyalgia and I just simply refuse to do that. I made up my mind to be a certain way and live a certain way and manage my disease and therefore I do. And that is one of my habits. You know, like my shake in the morning, the hot tub is a habit. It's, it's 10 minutes. I'm not in there for hours. I'm not wasting my day. It's just get the get myself warmed up get the fluid going and then i can get to yoga and do or work in my garden or sit at my desk all day so we're visiting wonderful conversation it's husband and wife time somehow this tequila comes up at the end of the conversation and he starts justifying i don't want to hear justifying i want to hear honey i'm sorry you're right i probably shouldn't have brought that out at that time of night now only two people by the fire enjoyed it because they're my girlfriend who likes the tequila and her husband who stopped in and they had not been drinking all night. They literally just stopped in before they were leaving uh, town for a month and no problem there. But you know what? It was still mine and I still felt he had violated something that had been given to me as a treat. Alrighty, nothing. Within five minutes of him just being a bit of a dork, I was now mad. I wasn't just upset that he wasn't hearing my point of view. I was now mad at him. So I said, you know what? I want to talk to you. I got out of the hot tub and marched off to my sauna. Now we were, this is evening time, okay? And we were about to spend the evening watching TV together. Well, you know what? I don't want to see his little mug right now. I'm now mad at him. So I'm now in my sauna dwelling, <laughs> okay? Now I am a very emotional person. It is how I react to things, unfortunately. At my age, I have learned I am aware and I manage it, but the reaction is usually still the same. I just know not to knee jerk and lash out. I just know to stay calm, stay out of whoever's way is picking me off at the t moment and calm down. There's absolutely no way by tomorrow that I'm still gonna be mad at him, but I am annoyed that he once again went into defensive justification mode and didn't acknowledge my point of view. Well, you know what? 20 minutes later, he opens the door to my sauna, comes in. I'm sorry. That's all I needed to hear. That was it. I forgive him. I don't want to have a fight about this. And it was something so inconsequential. But as human beings, we want to be heard. We want our feelings acknowledged. This is very important to us as humans. Just right at a base psychological level, it is very, very important. So that one little apology, he didn't have to expand. He didn't have to wax prolific about how wrong he was. Do you know what? He probably really didn't even think himself wrong. He knew that as he was sitting in his man cave out there for a few minutes that I was upset and he needed to fix this. So he did. All is well with our world once again. These things are very important. Now, my story is I was the one that had to do the apology. Some of you may have listened to the podcast, a conversation with my mom. In that conversation where she was attacking and, and was angry because she had forgotten something, I said something I shouldn't have. We were arguing about the fact that we go and use their, their summer home in the summer during a two-week period when they can't be there. And usually, since I have friends that live in that area that we go away to, they'll come down and visit. And one group of friends, always a couple, always spends the night. Well, my mom does not have my gift of hospitality. It was my dad that has the gift of hospitality. So it kind of bothers her that people are in the house. And she asks, you know, continuously, who's going to be there? Same people every year, same friends. You've met them, you know them. But she gets stuck on it. So she made me frustrated. And I stupidly said, you don't need to know that mom, it's none of your concern. Well, wow, that was like throwing gasoline on a furnace. 
Yes, she does have the right to know. It's her freaking house. But I was frustrated and I knee-jerked because we've had this conversation so many times over the years. It's the same conversation over and over again. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Now, this is a control thing. So under, understanding people is really half the battle. My mom is a passive-aggressive controller. I am a controlling controller. I'm highly formal and I'm highly forward, okay? I have supporting tendencies. I have analytical tendencies. I certainly, from my personality, have that promoter tendency. But at the core, I'm an A-type personality, an achieving controlling controller. But the difference between a controlling controller and someone that's what we call a passive-aggressive controller is I own it all, okay? I, I inadvertently look around the, my world at large and say I kind of need to be in charge of things. It just is the way I am. And I, but, not and, but I take responsibility for the outcome. Good or bad, I own it. Passive-aggressive controllers, they have the illusion of control. They want it, but they really don't. They want to manipulate and control what's going on around them, but they don't want to take responsibility and they don't want to see it through to the end. So if you dump that all in their lap and say, great, you're in charge, they'll panic most of the time. Okay? So it's not a negative or a positive thing. It's just how the personalities are. If you understand this about people, you'll find them easier to deal with. So we know this. Everyone in my family knows this about my mom. We give her the information she needs, usually 15 times, and then we just do her own thing <laughs> because she's not really looking to change the outcome. She thinks she is, but she's really not. She just needs to be in the know. So for me, for instance, an awareness of my personality, back in my 20s, I did some courses, I worked on myself. By my 30s, I had quit rearranging the dishwasher when someone else loaded it. I mean, we're talking that's how big of a control freak I used to be, okay? Everything needed to be perfect on the table. I, my clothing needed to match. It, it Really, actually, it can be a very negative snowballing effect when you're, when you're a CC. That was a nickname for someone gave me years ago. However, I needed to apologize. So she had every right to know it was her home, and I needed to step up to the plates because she flipped. <laughs> don't tell me what I don't need to know. She's right. It's her home. She has every right to know if I'm bringing a guest into it. So my frustration at that moment, I knee jerked and now I needed to apologize for it. And that power of that apology, absolutely the same as my husband's. Immediately she accepted it. We moved on. She called back two hours later. It was like we had never fought and I had not done something stupid. That is the power of an apology. So if you can accept that an apology has power physically, emotionally, and mentally. Let's look at your life now for a second. Do you need to apologize to someone or are you hanging on to something because of pride or because you weren't fully in the wrong? That's irrelevant, folks. You know, it's like marriage. I've chosen to be with my husband. I've chosen to stay with my husband. I've chosen to be happy. Therefore, I can't always be right. There comes, a there comes many times in your life where do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And sometimes that's for compromise. I'm a big one for compromise. I know that is not a popular word out in the motivational education world today. Business leaders, a lot of the coaching that goes on out there today, everyone's about the 100% stand your ground. No, no. That is in my world, that is a fallacy of fantasy. Because compromise is such a huge part of getting along. And sometimes you need to get along. That is something I was taught very young in my late 20s in a course about the win-win. 
And a win-win situation is always going to have a compromise because everyone has their point of view. And if you're standing 100% on your point of view against someone that's standing 100% on their point of view, where did you think you were ever going to find middle ground without a bit of compromise? I mean, it's no different than doing a business deal. A business deal is always compromise. It's no different than being on vacation and bartering, you know, that stall in Mexico. Let's face it, everyone needs to win in that situation. Someone needs to make a living. You don't want to spend too much. There's going to be a compromise. Celebrate the compromise as far as I'm concerned, but don't make it that that is how your whole life runs, okay? So anyways, off that track. Back back to the apology. I want to be very clear that I'm not talking about right now hanging on a cross, being a martyr, or being bullied, or apologizing for something that you have no business or no right to apologize for, trying to appease someone else. Please keep in mind the expression, not your monkey, not your circus. If you have people in your life that are constantly hurting you or are just determined to misunderstand you. And I've dealt with someone like that in my life, most of my life. Quit giving them the power over decisions and opinions and things like that. Just stop it. And those are not the people, unless you have done something, like I needed to apologize to my mom. I did something wrong and I did something that upset her. That situation needed to be fixed. Then find a way and go apologize for it. Own up to it. Be the bigger person, man or woman, whatever that is. Maybe it's even your children. Don't think that you do not need to apologize to your children on occasion. Don't let them think that you think you're perfect and that they are stupid. Okay, so whether it's in business, employee, personal relationship, your children, nobody's perfect. So apologizing can sometimes be so incredibly powerful. But like I say, it has to be safe. So they we're not talking about bullying situations and stuff like that. The opposite of that is you think someone needs to apologize to you. Okay. Is it real? Did you have any part in it? Can you safely open a dialogue of conversation or do you need to just let it go? So again, decisions awareness, question the situation. There's going to be times when you simply have to walk away. They're just, you're never going to get that apology. But if you dwell on it and hang on to it like a hurt over time, you're going to start feeling pain in your body. You're going to have emotional blockages because we are connected mind, body, spirit. That is just the way the universe works. And these things are all connected. That's why modern Western medicine is having, is struggling because everything is about treating a symptom. No one wants to treat the cause. So if you can solve it and in a safe way, not when you're in a, like, I mentioned reason I told you the story about me being emotional is there are times I cannot go fix something in an, when I'm in an emotional state, because I will say the wrong thing. I will knee jerk. I, you know, even at 51 with the wisdom that I have and my awareness, I still can get sucked in and family's the worst. It's just, you know, I hate to use my family all the time, but the bottom line is family is, excuse me, nine times out of 10 going to be your biggest area of getting sucked in because the people that know and love you the most, are the people that have the power to hurt you the most unfortunately. Okay. So accept it, move on. I don't really have a lot of words of wisdom for that one. That could be a whole, you know, there's lovely psychologists out there and psychiatrists that could teach entire courses and all that nonsense, but, but that's not my area of expertise. It's just my job to ask you to question, not live in regret and think outside the box. I just, I just want you to change your mind if that ability is there or the situation calls for it. All right. So power of an apology. Do you need one? Do you need to give one? Do not underestimate it. Thanks so much for joining me here today and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. 
You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.